It is Tuesday, October 27th. Welcome everyone to Living Room Sports Talk here. McCauley, Zach Rothenberger kicking off a fall night here. It's funny, now it's like dark. Remember, I remember the summertime, I had to like draw my blinds because the sun would still be shining through like when the show was over. It was hot and, you know, and here we are. Oh, so, I know. It's chilly now. Yeah, and Pennsylvania. The, uh, the clocks go back uh, on Saturday. Is it so this weekend? Dude, that's really clutch on Halloween because I feel like that's a, that's a night where the beverages might get passed around a little bit. As they should, right? As they should. Yeah. We, oh, yeah. Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I'll tell you what. So we got a great show, though. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a really good mood today. First of all, I, I felt horrible because j- just, you know, not in the best of mood yesterday. Even though I was happy the Packers won, but everyone knows how the, you know, the whole work world can, you know. Just tears you put down. Put that away. Those moods away. Yeah. So today was a great day, though. And furthermore, we're really excited. That was really cool. We were just talking about before the show how we were throwing some more highlights out there, which a little shout out to our uh, YouTube. You know, let me even do this. I'm almost going to like a bizarro world, Zach. Here, I'm going to say if you want to see where like our social or that's what I was trying to do the Twitch thing. But if you want to see our social media stuff right here, it was pretty cool. So we were highlighting some of our cool um, stuff, uh, which we'll call it, I guess, from yesterday, right? Obviously, yesterday's show. And it was neat. We did our Mojo Monday highlights were up there and we tagged, you know, some folks in our respective ones. And it was really cool having Lee Taylor respond to us and, and obviously really pulling for his career and stuff on the show. And it's it's just cool. I, I think, right, because, I, I, dude, you hear me complain about how busy I am and how busy you are, right? We talk about it all the time. And it's it's one of those things where I'm like, damn, like, it's, it's nice though. I mean, right. We're, we're, we're still trying to find our way, you know, in the podcasting world and stuff. So that was really cool for him to take time out of day to respond to us, um, you know, and stuff. And like I said, we're really pulling for him. That's really cool. Uh, but yeah, we have got a great show lined up for today. So to stick with the NFC North, Hey, that's also why, you know, I, I I'm not going to be that child and, and just like be smirking and be like, so the bears got smoked yesterday, like a cigar. Um, but they did. Right. And I think to a point, I did say this, right? I want to. I want to make this point. I'm. I'm really pissed off because I actually had a really great clip of you. I almost want to find a way to build this in real quick before, but as we keep going along, because you had a great like 25 second take on the Bears, what you thought yesterday, and it completely came true. Uh, to a T. Um, okay. Well, the betting picks maybe didn't go well. So I'm sorry. I know. I know. I. I no. I, th- I think. I think only one. <clears throat> I think I went one for two on last night's game. Okay, so you um, split. Yeah, basically. All right. Yeah. Okay. The uh, first quarter under was the lock, but everything else was related to the Bears, and that just went downhill. So, but you know, on the show, at least you had a pretty good take saying that you felt like they were suspect, at least, especially on offense. Um, yeah. And you know, we were texting about it last night, but we'll, we'll get to that obviously a little bit in the World Series. Uh, the Dodgers look to close it out tonight. Um, and it's funny, it's National Black Cat Day, Zach. Did you know that? No, I, I feel like you're, you're a man of like superstitions. You did that article once, right? About that. Mm-hmm. I did. I actually brought up. I, I remembered some off the top of my head because they did were you? some pretty that, crazy things. I was but. actually thinking, like, did we do this segment before? But we'll, we'll tweak it and talk more about it from a fan perspective. And you know, and obviously, we've gained some followers back from our for early days here in the Twitch world. And and it's also cool. We'll get on YouTube and Facebook Live starting next week. I was gonna. I, it's funny. I tried texting you that today, but but it didn't go through. But a little, little production update for everybody here. We're going to be on uh, Facebook and YouTube as well as Twitch moving forward next week. And then we'll do some troubleshooting this week. So if you get any alerts during the week weekend, I should say, don't, 
Don't worry about it. But anyway, getting back to the show, we got a great show, like I've said. Um, so we'll talk about some some that's fun stuff. And then we got show versus street. It's Tuesday, right? So we'll, we'll have some fun with that. And a lot of fun football chat. And obviously the chat's going to be bumping and jumping as always. But uh, as we always get started, uh, let's do a little clickbait cleanup. So I'll tell you, you want to go? Let's. I'll have you go first because mine kind of segues into the next, like into this, the football chatter. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So I feel like. I feel like this is such a dumb headline, but for some reason it's finding its way on, on all social media and every, um, you know, channel on TV, um, it's regarding fast, uh, like a Florida yeah. rain shower it just kind of came out of nowhere and was just, it just poured on everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I woke up to this morning when I put on, um, the, the TV, you know? So, you know, I think everyone realizes, you know, the Dallas defensive coordinator, uh, Mike Nolan with the, uh, the Tabasco sauce in, in his eye and he had to leave the, uh, <laughs> the media call early and everyone's kind of poking fun at him, you know, taking it a little too far. If you ask me and kind of they're bringing in the, the Dallas defense and somehow that matters in this situation. I mean, Karen, I got back from the, the chiropractor today. Okay. And I'm rubbing CBD cream on my back and oh, I got some, working I, for you. And, and I wash my hands and I, I itch my eye. I got some of my eye. I mean, it's easy. It happens. It happens. It happens. You know, people get, you know, that, that type that's, those type of things happen. Hey, so, Zach, you ever get suntan lotion in your eyes before when you get to the beach? I mean, it happens. Right. <laughs> exactly. And Tabasco sauce is a, is a unique one. Little one at the dance, you know, in high school, maybe put a little too much on. You didn't know how much to put on your first few times. Maybe you splashed a little bit too on, you know, then, all of a sudden, you got all in your eyes. Hey, Shaving cream. You know, as as uh, as Finch said in American Pie, it happens to the best of us. Exactly, and, and I know what you mean. It's just it's so. Can I like add? I'm not like trying to be overly dramatic because I actually want to talk about the Cowboys a good bit. I feel like we almost let them off the hook a little bit yesterday, just because we were trying to rip through all the different uh, game recaps, and we were excited about Ron Rivera and all, everything with that, right? Rightfully so. Um, but it's funny. I was thinking about that today, and it's like. Their defense is bleeding out, right? Yeah. And you guys almost take the bait. It's like it's almost like comical how like the media, like the high highest profile team in football right now, and their defense. The worst part, like the biggest hole in the dam that's hemorrhaging water, like and and all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's got Tabasco sauce in his eye. Huh? That's the story today. It's like no, they just got absolutely smoked by the Redskins or the Washington football team. But right. I mean, good God. Yeah, no, it, it's rough. I mean, and, and, and not to mention they got smoked by them. They only put up three points against them. Like, yeah, it wasn't good. Just all around is awful. It's not a good state to be a, a Cowboys fan. Let's rip them. Cause I actually had some fun, not fun stuff, but we'll, we'll get to them in a second. Um, but, but let me ask you, and it's funny. Cause actually Chad sent us a text right before this. So I wasn't able to get this loaded up for clickbait, but um, I'll jump into mine uh, and we'll get to, I guess, to Dallas later, but this kind of just rolls right in a, the Monday night football chatter. But uh, before the game, I didn't even see this. Probably my clickbait yesterday, but I caught this quick enough. Um, yeah, people were saying, oh, yeah, that's right, folks. Before Monday Night Football, the Bears <laughs> are number one seed in the NFC. Now, look, whoever's the number one seed right now, I know it's the Packers. It doesn't matter, right? That's kind of part of this, the joke, right? But at the same point, it's just like, come on, come on. I, I had a little fun with it, so I trolled. I trolled. I saw it. I liked it. I think I, I, I appreciate that. Like, you know, cause I really only get like two or three likes, like a tweet. So that, like, it really means a lot when oh, you like them. So, oh <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and this, it, but the tweet did age perfectly after they, uh, you know, got rolled by the Rams and it really wasn't close. Right. I mean, this game, I feel like that's the common, like, right. There's, 
I always find it soothing in a sense, right? When, when all of us as sports fans, as football fans, watch these games, especially the primetime ones, and there's no controversy, right? Like, was there pass interference or was there not? Like, right? like everyone just kind of can sit there and agree and be like, this wasn't close. No. This wasn't close at all. Yeah, it was. The Rams offense rolled. I mean, yeah, please. Like, I'll obviously perform my little NFC North rant and do my soapbox at some point that will bore everybody. So please be a normal person for the show and, and just make sense of last night for us. <laughs> well, it's funny, Karen, because my notes say Bears plus Nagy equals a three-letter word. Not one that begins with an A and ends with two of the same letters. One that just says bad, bad, <laughs> straight oh bad. <laughs> um, it, dude, you know, it's not. It's not last, <laughs> yeah, now last night, you know, you're playing against Aaron Donald, who's the best interior defensive lineman in the NFL. But yet, for some reason, Matt Nagy decided he still wanted to run D- Dave Montgomery up the middle for, you know, negative two yards to two yards every carry. This. Yeah, I, I, oh, there's, he can empathize with you more than anyone with him being on his fantasy team, mm-hmm. like Dave Montgomery, that is. Yeah, and it's just like, why would you keep doing the same thing? I think Allen Robinson was only targeted like four times, and I know that because he's on my fantasy team, of course, but he's your best playmaker on offense, and you only target him four times. And Jalen Ramsey wasn't even shadowing him most of the game. I don't know if you, you caught that. Oh, no, I, it's it's funny. I Well, no, keep going. I got my thought. I'm just – because I, I can't knock you off this. You got to keep going. No, I just think the coaching was was absolutely horrible. And the amount of times they ran the ball when they were down by two-plus scores, it's like, yeah. what are you doing? First and- of all, that was one of the worst offensive fourth down performances I think I've ever seen in a football game. All the attempts, right? Starting with Cordell Patterson with that little shuffle play that's like from middle school, right? Like, I mean, good God. Uh, I'd rather see them throw the ball than do a stupid run like that, in my opinion. Yeah, but even when they did that, then Foles got, they took the sack. And it's funny, that, that's almost, I want to like open up, like, we'll take everyone in our world of texting last night. They, you were feeling it. I mean, you were, you're pissed off. Yeah. yeah. I was pissed off because for fantasy impl- implications, and then I needed some. And financial. Up. Fantasy, you had both F's involved. Yeah, F and F, financial and fantasy, you know, and uh, it's just. PFG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, but really, I mean, he did. I mean, it was, I mean, it was. The way I look at it, right, I think a lot of Eagles fans, if they're watching this chat right now, um, or not even the chat, but they're watching the show or listening, they might be nodding in their head. And Chad's the, the, the ambassador for this club. I saw him tweet it last night. Actually, I feel bad. I don't have the tweet loaded up right now. But he um, – oh, look at that tweet. Or that, look at that little chat. Want to become famous? Well, don't root for the Bears because, you know, that, that wasn't yeah, right. so – that doesn't make it famous how they played last night. All right, anyway, um, but Chad was basically saying how this is what you get with Foles and why he never went with that crowd saying that, you know, maybe you should look at Foles over Wentz, right? Like, I agree with that 100%. And I, I think I, that's kind of why I keep saying on the show he's a relief pitcher. You know what I mean? Like, he reminds me of an Andrew Miller type guy. But like, good enough to get you, and even, like, on a hot team that can make a run like the Red Sox, I believe we won a, a World Series with the Red Sox, right? And they went to the Indians the next year, and I don't and fell short, I think, if I remember correctly. But I could be wrong on that. Um, nevertheless, right, that that's kind of what he reminds me of. Like, he's good, but there's definitely bad. Mm-hmm. And when it's bad, it's really not good. And he gets hurt sometimes. Like, there's, like, it's like a triangle, but, like, the, the, the top of it's beautiful, right? Like the, the peak, but like the other, it's the angles are not good. It's not an isosceles triangle. It's not like a, you know, it's perfect one. 
Yeah, it, it's a an acute, an acute and obtuse, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but I mean, no, dude, yeah, it goes back to what we said before about how the only place he's really ever performed is Philadelphia. And I'm trying not to be too hard on him because I'm having a hard time deciphering if last night was more so the Rams defense and a horrible offensive line or or what. But so let me bad in general. I, I'm debating it. Let me ask you. Let's almost do like a, you produce the show in the moment. You pick what we, where we go with this, right? So, and not like stick. I think right because the variable also to look at Foles, not to just blame it all on him. Because I'm not. I'm not doing that either. Uh, is right. Matt Nagy to me, like right. That's the first thing. The play calling was atrocious. I think most Bears fans, the smarter ones on Twitter, you see right. I think they're pretty pissed off with the play calling, and rightfully so. I would be upset with the play calling. All that being said, it's funny. Joe and I had a moment last night. We were talking living room, and I said, I was like, yeah, but, dude, I can't name anyone on their offensive line off the top of my head. And he was like, I can't either. And, yeah. and that, I think, speaks a little bit of volumes to why they're struggling with the run. But at the same point, you're not going to win these battles trying to run stretch plays, right, like in a speedier NFL. Like, right, that's not where you're going to find the, the the nuances of maybe escaping. It's but at the same point, they're also running right up the middle to Aaron Donald. And that's not working here. So, I mean, here, here's here's my other thought with them. It's like, so how much of it, I guess, is on coaching, right? And then I'm going to play that. Do you hear that clip about Brian Greasy saying about, like, them not getting the calls in or whatever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, here. I'm going to play that real quick for everyone um, that didn't hear it. Courteous he said, you know, sometimes sports. play calls come in, and I know that I don't have time to execute that play call. And, you know, I'm the one out here getting hit. Sometimes the, the guy calling the plays, Matt Nagy, he doesn't know how much time there is back here. And so that's something that they have to get worked out. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And then he threw two interceptions last night. So, I mean, let me – let's start there. Well, let's start actually first with those comments by, by Greasy. Like, because then Foles came out and said, like, it was a miscommunication. I, I think he was saying, what, it was a miscommunication between him and Greasy and, and, and I guess in their production meeting that they have, you know, between, like, the quarterback and the Monday Night Football staff and stuff. Um, for those primetime type games. But I don't know. First of all, I also don't think the Monday Night Football crew is like the greatest crew ever. Like all of a sudden everyone's saying, I'm like, just because the other ones have been awful doesn't mean these guys are great. They're, they're, they're better. They're way better than the other crews, but they're still not amazing. But sorry, just keep going. No, no, I agree. You know, I would love to know if Matt Nagy had a, had a bet on last night's game because the way he coached, if that's what you want to call it, it's like he wasn't trying to win. It really, like to me, there was no, nothing in – in the playbook there that they ran that to me was like, Oh, that's a good play. Nothing. It was, it was just nothing. Like po- there was nothing creative about it. No. And then, then there's their part fools having those two interceptions. And I don't know that that one was what 17, three, mm-hmm. uh, that hurt. That's the, almost their shot to come back. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, th- those are just daggers. You know, they, they just destroy all hope, especially when you haven't really been able to do anything all game. The only, the only touchdown they scored was a, was a scoop and score from a Robert Woods fumble. So <laughs> their offense just didn't do anything at all last night. Long story short. Dude, that's an, it's funny. That's another good point. This is all just me coming off like, the top of my head. I'm like, looking. I have like, have like, there's, all right, let's see. I got, got through the Patterson point that I wanted to make. Uh, and you're right. And dude, that's another thing. This actually is a pretty good point that I forgot to, to, to mention. They're the bottom 10 in the NFL and points scored. Like, they're, they're, like this whole Matt Nagy offensive guru. And do you remember what Bryson said on our show? And Bryson, for anyone that is, you know, watching that doesn't know who he is, he's our buddy from Kansas City who's a Dyer Chiefs fan his whole life, right? Matt Nagy came from that Andy retreat in Kansas City um, and even Philadelphia. And he said he basically felt like Matt Nagy inherited all, like, the, the bad qualities, quote-unquote, from Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. And, and you're kind of seeing it, though, right? Like, the – 
lousy clock management. Like, even, dude, like, something as simple. I know this sounds weird, and maybe I'm not trying to overreact and be like that guy on, like, Twitter, if you will. But the people that were like, I kind of agree with that crowd. It's like, why don't you call that timeout and make them punt to you at the end of the half? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, they had to do it. Lack of confidence. <laughs> it's just weird. Exactly. It's it, because you're, you're, it, it goes back to when he said, it's so funny you say that, Zach, because everyone forgets the comments he made last year. I wish like hell I had the comment to play up right now. Do you remember last year when he had Trubisky take a name? Mm-hmm. And then they, and when, and then they went to, it was the chart. Was it the Chargers game? It was the Chargers game, I think, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they, they took a knee. They lost two yards and they missed the field goal. Like it hooked right by or left or whatever by a yard. And, <laughs> And, and then that was his thing. He was saying we could have fumbled the snap. Like, all these things could have went wrong. They sort of was like, what are, they, what are you saying about your team? Yeah. yeah. Do you believe all these things are possibility? Like, I mean, sure. It's like me saying, like, I could die walking out taking the trash. It's like, you could? <laughs> yeah. But, like, I mean, what's that saying about your confidence in living, right? Like, you're not really living a good life if that's the way your mindset is. Yeah. And and the stuff with the kickers. And, I mean, dude, I, oh, man, I – there are hard – the funny thing is, and I'm not trying to be that guy because I obviously have this big old smirk and anyone that's, you know, just like he's just basking in this. And I, I, I probably am a little bit. But but what are you going to do? You can't fire these guys. They're five and two. Like that's what's so funny. They're a pig with lipstick, but they're still a pig. Mm-hmm. I think, right? Didn't we just learn that last night? Yeah, yeah. They're easily the worst five and two team in the entire league right now. There's some teams with worse records than them that I think are better than them. Like the Dolphins at three and three look pretty pretty darn good. Yeah. Compared to the Bears at five and two, you know. Um, and I think we need to give the Rams some credit too. I mean, if you look the way they move the ball on offense, they they spread the ball out. Like they shared the wealth last night. Josh Reynolds had himself a day. He was like the go-to receiver more than Woods, more than Cup, even. You know, and uh, not to bring him stop, up. I'm sorry, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> ow, 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 dude, what? Come on. No, I'm saying, it. yeah, Josh Reynolds, man. I, we got, can we exercise those demons for like a quarter of a second? Yeah. Fantasy. Fantasy. My, I'm all life support. Like, literally, it's just like he's not going to make it, but like maybe if we just all really, really hope he and pray he can make it, like he might pull through at the end of the movie. And it's like, oh, my God, he's barely breathing. Like, did it, did it by .22 points. And then Cooper cups his roll last time. Well, not even – dude, he couldn't even just catch another pass just to make me feel like it wasn't that close. No, it was literally that. He just catches like one more like eight yard slant across the middle. It's just like, ah, that's it. It's over. And I lose by like a half a point. There couldn't have been a holding on that play or anything either. I know? literally, would, I put my hand, I was just like, please tell me there's a flag. Tell me there's a flag. And then the funny thing is, I said, now the only hope I have is that they run like a jet sweep and fumble and attempt. No, of course, they, the jet sweep fumble is all there. It's just he's not the one doing the fumbling. And then, so, yeah, but, which I needed, but it ended up not mattering. Yeah. But my fantasy was, I'm dead anyway. I'm selling. You saw that on Facebook. I'm a seller. Um, but, yeah, it's gonna be a good market too for Patrick Mahomes. I text me, text me. I'm always down to chat about everything. But anyway, insurance package maybe. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. All right, let's get back to the actual show because no one gives a damn about our fantasy league. Uh, right. Okay. But you're right. The Rams had a really good game, and I'll add to that. I thought their tempo looked good. You talked about how everyone got involved. I agree. And I thought what they did right. I'll even pull up that first touchdown they did. Right. They kind of broke the huddle real quick, and then it was real quick. And then I'm trying. I'm trying to. Do, John Blank on who 24 is for the Bears. But you saw he had to run across the field. He just couldn't pick him up in time. Mm-hmm. With Reynolds, that is. Josh Reynolds yeah. uh, scoring that. I feel like I might do like passes to man uh, right now. But the high, you know, Josh Reynolds scoring, right? But I do. How great was that video? 
Did you? Was that the first time you ever saw a video before? It was the first time. Boo goes the dynamite. dynamite. Really? Passes mm-hmm. to the man. Dude, that's really how I felt right there, trying to like just talk through that highlight. <laughs> but but right, Josh Reynolds gets free right out of the break when they break the huddle. And I'm like I said, I'm drawing a blank on who 24 is for the Bears. But and I saw. I wish I had a slow down version that I could play for the show. But how he's basically trapped, running through the linebackers, trying to get out there, but he can't because they like broke the huddle so quick. And and right, the Rams are going to die every single game. But I thought basically, I'll, I'll throw it to you. You like a good fight. Mm-hmm. I felt like the like the, those two boxers, like the one just like they knew how to attack their opponent better, and they won the fight. Like they just knew how to get at them, and they just made them uncomfortable the entire time. They couldn't do anything they wanted to do. Yeah, they were prepared and they studied the opponent. And the Bears clearly did not do that, at least up to the to the Rams standards last night, and it showed. It. I just think the coaching. I think the talent is there for the Bears. I just think the coaching is awful. You know, that's what's holding them back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still hard to tell them, right? Because also Pagano, I think, is doing a pretty good job with the defense. Yeah. But then it's like, how, you know, I mean, there's so – but then there's, right, there's a lot of – like, here's what's interesting about the Bears. Like, they still – like, as good as the Rams play, they could have also ran them out of the building hard. They only scored 24 points, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean – I'm I'm actually very curious to see how Week 12 goes if the Packers' offense is clicking at home. Like, because I would like to think, right, if Rogers healthy, everything's going well. Like, hoping, knock on wood, mm-hmm. um, right. But that being said, a, a high tempo type offense that you know is going to have to put up points. Like, that is not Matt Nagy's thing to put up points, and they don't put up points. So, like, and I thought Kyle Brandon had a good point on Good Morning Football too, saying that he felt like. You know, you lose to the Colts in kind of an afternoon slot, but they got exposed. Like, like you can't hide from a game like this. Everyone's talking about. It. We're talking about it, right? This is a one o'clock game. We're not talking about this. No, we're breezing through and just saying like, well, this looks like they can't really beat great teams, haha. But yeah. like, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, exactly. Yeah, when you're on the grand stage and you you put out a product like that, you're you're toast. Can can I throw one more thing? I'm sorry not to throw shade at your boy, but I actually I'm very interested because you're really gonna have a take on this. But your buddy Allen Robinson, right? Penn State guy, your boy from Penn State. He I feel like I see, and this is really actually not really even related to him per se, but well, like obviously it is with his decision making. But where I'm going with this, I hate watching Bears games and then going on Twitter and all the time just seeing like a, a a load of tweets saying like I feel so bad for Allen Robinson his career's going to waste because he always plays with the worst like he was in Jacksonville and they played with the Bears he signed with the Bears mm-hmm. right like the Packers offered him a contract yeah I, and great like I'm not even and I'm not like calling like you know him out for making the decision to go to the Bears but I'm basically saying like you can't he, he signed there like he, he had the choice to go there <laughs> right mm-hmm. I mean and they paid yeah. him more so like I mean I don't blame him for going there either so at the same point but it's also just like Let's not like, you know, mix this up a little bit. Like, what different? Like, it, this is not the beginning when he was in Jacksonville and he got out of there and then, then and he picked to go to the Bears and he can opt out and go somewhere else he wants next year. Yeah, I think there's a, I think there's a lot of um, beef personally between which they say there isn't, but I think that he, I don't think he's happy with his current contract situation. Obviously, I think he wants to get paid. I mean, who doesn't? Mm-hmm. So I, I can kind of see that, and I feel like there's a. I feel like they're starting to become a. They're starting to get a, a dark cloud over, over Chicago. You know, for your benefit, so that's good. But I can just see in his body language a little bit. He's still performing well, but I can see in his body language. He just doesn't seem to be happy or pleased with the situation. Well, and I thought that Nate Burleson had a really good take on Good Morning Football to, to the Lions. Man, they're 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 real. They're the real deal. 
Yeah. I mean, we, that's even like a perfect segue into like kind of the rest of the, just like football chatter. But even right before we got on the air, I think it was what, like an hour beforehand, um, the Cowboys trade Everson Griffin, right, uh, to the Lions for like a six round pick. I mean, basically nothing. Six round pick. Uh, and, I, and look, I don't know how much this actually means. And I'm curious to, to, to pick your brain about it. But I mean, right, the pick's not a whole lot. He's played all right. Now he's kind of got a few games under Dallas. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, it, he's he's an older defensive lineman. They're a team that's solid. I don't know. I mean, they're they they kind of are who we thought they were. Ironically, you know, like with, with Dennis uh, Dennis Green, the NFC North reference there. But um, I don't know. I just the charge like, on that one. But yeah, I mean, oh, thanks. I appreciate it. Well, and the best part is, I'm glad they're like. I'm looking like they're behind me. So but, they're good, but they're not like at the, the top yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but the thing is, dude, I was looking at their schedule. It's not that brutal. I actually let me pull it up real quick for us. Um, so I wish I had this graphic for us, but we'll have to just do it on the fly. I'll read it for everybody, and that'll help our audio for yeah. the people in the in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Yeah, so I, I personally like Griffinville to the Lions. I think that's good. I mean, they're not giving away much at all, and you're getting a veteran pass rusher. You know, so I think that's a benefit. Yeah, I mean, it's, exactly. You're, you're taking a flyer for nothing. I mean, like, you're not expecting a six-round conditional pick to, to pan out either. So, no. I mean, it's, yeah, right? So, all right, so here's what – they got the Colts next week coming off of – the Colts coming off of bye, but they're at home, the Lions, that is. Hmm. Uh, then they're at the Vikings. Then they're at home against Washington. Then they're at the Panthers, home against the Texans, at the Bears, home against the Packers, at the Titans, home against the, um, the Bucks, and then – uh, home against the Vikings. So that's really not that brutal of a schedule. Yeah. When just you just quickly, if I had to pick those games, I'm thinking like they go five and five out of that, that last. Yeah. And then what they go eight and eight, maybe like eight, nine eight. and seven. Yeah. Maybe nine and seven. If they can pull off, you know, an upset here or there. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm about to tell you, let's go on the flip side of that conversation, the Cowboys. Right. And, and I feel like we were, it's funny. Cause I actually had this in my notes before the trade went through. I was going to say, right. The two teams I feel like I've heard that are quote unquote selling are right. The Cowboys and the giants in the NFC East. Uh, so let's start with Dallas and we'll get to the giants in a second. Right. But they just traded Griffin. That was one of the names that was rumored to go. Um, I think Poe's another guy on the defensive line that they're thinking of moving. Uh, you know, whatever. Basically, all right. So, right, they're moving some guys. What, like, what do you think of Dallas? I mean, they're starting. Was it Ben uh, Denucci? Denucci? Sorry, Denucci. Denucci I can't yeah. talk today. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I mean, James uh, Madison. Yeah. That, okay. That's where I knew he was from. I kept saying he was familiar from Sark. And dude, to that point, he actually can throw the ball a little bit. He was a two-time All-American. I, I think, think they sling a little bit this weekend. Yeah, I do. But but nevertheless, I also going to duck because, you know, we live in Pennsylvania here and they're playing the Eagles. But to that point, um, I, like, what do you think of Dallas? Right. I feel like we've kind of let it go. Do you want me to even pull up the Jerry? Cl- I have the Jerry clip from him kind of sounding off on that radio station. Did you hear that? No, I didn't. Yeah. Let's oh, pull totally, up cause, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll yeah. pull that. He, he because all right, because actually, yeah, it's a good way to kind of like roll into this, right? They're talking about the locker room and like, is there any uh, basically leadership issues and blah blah blah? And this was a uh, courtesy of Dallas um, one oh five. Uh, sorry, one oh five point three. Does your fan. team have a leadership void? Um, uh, when uh, uh, we're in the offensive line, where just you, o- just uh, overall when seriously, these, but, but seriously, seriously. Where, where do you, where would you have a leadership void? Is it an experience void? Is it a talent void? Is it a leadership void? I'm not trying to be cute here. The answer is yeah. no. The answer yeah. is no. I, I'm asking. A, ju- there's not a. Well, let us shut up and let me answer. 
No. Jerry, when you go into the locker room, what I'm asking is, do you see the intangibles? You're not me that. I gave you the, I gave you the answer. When I go into the locker room, there's no leadership void in my eyes. Okay. okay. Now that's your answer. Let's move on. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much you actually can take from that. I think it's just kind of funny. Everyone's like, he said shut up. It's funny how sometimes, dude, I, I always, this is like me like get, jumping into like being like a social experiment guy, but I find it funny how in a world where like everyone curses and, you know, says this, that, and the other thing to each other. It's funny how Jerry Jones says shut up on a, on an interview and everyone's like, he said shut up. Like we're all back in kindergarten again. It's, it's, I actually thought it was comedic. That's how I found out about it. It's like every headline you'll see, dude, just search Cowboys or Jerry Jones. It's going to be like, Jerry Jones tells radio hosts to shut up. It's like, Oh my God. Okay. Right. Like the guy was talking over him. He was basically saying this was shut up, dude. Let me answer the question. Yeah. Um, but right. I don't think you actually, to that point, I don't think you really take anything of it because all he's just saying is a political, right, politically, I can't talk politically correct answer. In that the fact, right, there's there's no leadership issues, right? Like they that you know they're not happy with where they're going, but they're you know trust the process, blah 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 blah, right? Um, so Zach, what do you? I mean, you're you're neighbors with these guys in the NFC East, right? They, Grant, they live kind of down the street, but the lights are dim now, and you haven't seen any cars in the driveway for a minute. What's going on with this with this team? Yeah, no, I, I think that I think you know losing Dak. Um, was a huge blow for them, obviously, and I don't, I really don't think they have a leader. I think I think Dak is the, is the leader, but for after him, there's no secondary guy. There is no assistant to the regional manager, right? Like you look I at Zeke, that little office reference, yeah. yeah. You like that? You look you look at Zeke, and my man, he's fumbling like multiple times every game, and he just looks like he doesn't care. It's like he got paid now; he's he's just checked he's out. Stuffed. He 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 ate too much, you know. Like he, the feed me tattoo, he's stuffed now. It's like, like Eddie Lacy. Yeah, no, dude, oh, that's that's a great that's a great comparison. It really is, and it's a shame because every time I look at them, you know, whether it's from a betting perspective or just from like an intimidation perspective in the division, I always think, man, they're so talented. Like they're they're a tough team. I, I view them as like a tough team because of how much talent they have, especially on offense. But it's like you watch them play, and it's like they're a JV or a freshman football team. They're not easy on the eyes. No, it, it's. it's Honestly, I hate to say this and not like to make it about the Packers. It reminds me though, of his last year when they went six nine and one. Mm-hmm. It was just awful. That, like those games when they were, like they lost to Josh Rosen and the, and the Cardinals at home. Yeah. That's that's bottom barrel nights. I remember that night. It was last. Mm-hmm. I think it was like the November thirtieth. It was awful. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> if, I remember the date. It was awful. It was awful. It was an awful day. But sorry, yeah. I, I think if they if they're smart, you know, I know they're not done making you know doing any transactions yet before the deadline. But if they're smart, in my opinion, you know, trade a guy like Tony Pollard. I mean, you see how great he's been playing when he gets touches, how explosive he is. He has some desirability for a lot of teams out there who need a running back or a, yeah. a third down back. Um, and even Michael Gallup. Even Michael Gallup. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, time out. I have to stop you here because I, I'm i not calling you this guy, but I'm just saying that the, the guys on TV that do this type of segment, like a Jay Glazer or whatever, not that I'm calling even these guys out per se, but like basically it's almost like the networks all say, okay, guys, trade deadline this week. So like all week we're just going to be kind of gossiping about like guys that can get moved and who's going to shop. It's like basically a Black Friday sale for, for football teams. They make it sound like that. But all I ever see is I, it reminds me in April why I'm so happy the Packers and like my team, obviously, but really if I'm most teams, I'm really happy that no one made that move. Dude, football is, I, I think it's not like baseball where you can show up to another team and still swing the bat 
and it's really just about you against the pitcher, if you will, right? And then there's obviously fielding alignments and stuff like that, but right, it's not the same thing as a wide receiver needs to learn the playbook for three or four weeks or whatever, like right, like it's and the quarterback having the timing, they they don't have the like, I think it's such a underrated like it's it's it goes unnoticed like the the process quarterback wide receiver offense alignment with the with the zone blocking like all those types of things right you can't just grab a guy plug him in your like it's like your fantasy team and it's just like magic right like it, it doesn't work that way and every year i feel like i'm reminded of that right because how many of these guys when you splash look at the rams they always do it where they got like the extra power they didn't do anything with them yeah no, got Golden Tate. they didn't do anything that year i mean great <laughs> yeah. i mean great i'm gonna say here's the thing I'm not saying they didn't do anything. They'll, they'll make a run, but they don't they don't win at all on the end. And then it's like, well, then what was it all for? What was it worth trading a third round? I think it was a third round pick for Golden State. The Eagles traded for right. Yeah, like, what's it all for? <laughs> at one point, the Rams. Like, thank God they kind of restocked. Well, not really, because I'm not a Rams fan. But like for them, it, for their sake, thank God they restocked their woodpile a little bit. They like mm-hmm. no picks for like almost a half decade. Oh, I know. Yeah. So no, I guess I my point is. Sorry, not to rant, but like, what do you think of this trade? I feel, I personally, as you can see, as I have like a vein in my head, how I feel like there's, it's just so overblown, mm-hmm. and that everyone makes it sound like, oh, you can describe these guys, it's going to make you great, great, and it's, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, it, it's exciting. I think, um, you know, to that point, I think if you go from like a, an offensive skill position player that needs to learn signals, terminology, playbooks, schemes, all that type of stuff it makes it a lot more challenging for them to be impactful right away. Whereas if you get like a defensive lineman or a linebacker or a, a key player like that, it could be a little bit different. I know we're talking about obviously, you know, some of the skill players, like I mentioned with Pollard and, and there's, there's a lot of other skill players who are looking to get traded at this point in time too, which we can get into, but no, it's well, and it's funny too, cause I was even thinking about, yeah, lay, lay it on me. Like, cause I'm not, I didn't want to like, I feel bad now. I didn't mean to like just cut you off. Like I hate this time. No, I'm interested in think. I mean, right. It's they're tra- the, to that point. They happen now. I think that's actually at least the good side of this whole thing. Right. And that's why the media is kind of running away with these, like these segments for like a week straight, basically talking, about but they happen now. It's a little bit more NBA ish for it's like, there's a little bit more moving around the trade deadline, baseball ish, a little more true, like moving around at the trade deadline. It's it's exciting it, to that point. I mean, I do ex- – I, look, I won't lie. Like, I do love looking at Twitter and then seeing, like, it blow up a little bit. Like, oh, my God, that, that happened? You know? So, to that point, um, what do you – all right, so let me give me your list. Sorry, I didn't mean to, like, just kind of steal no, your thunder with this whole thing. No, you're good. Um, so, just, like, to kind of run down, there's several several players. Um, so, like, for the Jets with Quinn and Williams, apparently they're, they're rumored to want to want to ship him off, which – to me is is crazy considering this is only his second year in the NFL when you you drafted him so high high up um, but it's the Jets so nothing surprises me whoever they trade anymore so Quinton Williams is one of those players who don't be surprised if you see get moved um, John Ross John Ross from the Bengals could be a yeah. great he wants to he's demanding a trade um, I think he could be a great fit for a team like Washington, who all they really have is Terry McLaurin. And can you imagine having John Ross paired up with this with his speed? Can he that could stay be, on the field? If he could stay on the field, that's a good point. Um, Cleveland, you know, <laughs> sorry, no, I'm no, almost being like I almost be the GM on the other side of the phone. You selling me these guys? I'm like just trying to push back. Yeah, no, I, I like it. And then another obvious one is uh, is David and Joku with Cleveland. Um, he's still he's playing for them. He scored a touchdown last week, but apparently he apparently he wants out. So. Still, so because you what know. Hooper, I guess. What's that? Yeah, I they, guess yeah, what, they Austin did. Hooper, maybe. Yeah, um, so, 
and there, there's rumors that the Giants should do an even swap with uh, with Ingram and Njoku. <laughs> Would you do that? Honestly, I think Njoku is a, a, a more reliable catcher. I was gonna say, I feel like you there, you don't think anything Ingram anymore. So I think you take like as long as it like it's it feels like an even trade, like you'll at least take a shot with it it's, and just switch it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about it. Like from an athleticism perspective, they're very close. Uh, Ingram might have a slight slight notch just from a speed, but that that's it. But when you look at what their careers produce, Ingram has like twenty some. I looked it up. Ingram has like twenty some more drop passes than than Njoku does. Granted, the volume is probably he does different. drop a lot of passes, man. He does. He really does. He drops a lot of crucial catches, like to win a game. Like we would have won last Thursday if he would have caught that ball. Okay. Yeah, it's it's the ones that make you go like, oh god, like yeah, yeah. Like if, if you. Yeah, bag of marbles for Ingram. I like that, Joe. <laughs> oh, you're right. That's such a good one. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I, hey, I would do that trade in a heartbeat because I remember watching that draft, and I'm pretty sure Njoku went, like, a little earlier in that in the first round, whereas Ingram, we got him in, like, the 20, 26th, maybe. Um, so, yeah, when you look at it, I think it's an even trade. But knowing Gettleman, he'll, he'll give him – they would give Ingram in, like, a fifth-round pick for Njoku. So. Yeah. Now – it's funny. I feel like almost sticking in the AFC North there for a second with uh, moving from the Browns to, to the, the old Browns in, in a sense of the Ravens, which I, I learned that like five or six years ago. That kind of blew my mind. But um, but anyway, okay, right? So <laughs> that matters. Uh, Des Bryant, this was clickbait, Zach. Yeah. Was this the one where we were talking about how flat that like those route videos were? Yeah, we did. This yeah, was back so. in the in the offseason, in the summer, yeah, I think. This is when there's like no sports going on. We were like really, really itching. <laughs> you know, to talk about anything. Uh, so to that point, what do you think of this? Yeah, well, keep in mind, it's to the practice squad. So, you know, doesn't mean he's going to play. I, I know I know. Uh, the Ravens, to me, need help on the receive, as, at the receiver position. I mean, Marquise Brown's the number one. He's not meant to be a number one, in my opinion, for a team. He's a good number two guy. He's like this Deshaun Jackson type right. guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Catches three balls a game for 80 yards and a touchdown. You know, a restaurant so, with like a bomb appetizer. Yeah, you can't, it's exactly. not your it's your it's not your main course. Right? No, he's not. He's not. He's what you sprinkle on top. You know. Um, yeah. A little bit of sugar, salt, whatever, pepper, yeah. oregano, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. No, I. I mean, hey, if he can make a comeback and play, that that'd be great. But it's been a while. It's been over two years, I think, since we've actually seen him in a live NFL game. So. So let me ask you this, and I'm looking at the chat: Are the Eagles buyers, sellers, or both? I mean, that's a. I, the, the interesting thing about them, and I, I was like looking back on their schedule a few weeks ago, and I thought, well, every week we watch them in this, I mean, right, because it's this bizarre world of these, you know, six, seven team or six, seven win team might get through um, to the playoffs and have a home game. It's just like they're in. I, I don't, I, I feel like Howie's got to start learning, though, right? Like, you can't throw a third-round pick for a Golden Tate right a few years ago. <laughs> and, and I'm not even trying to be that guy. I feel like he hasn't had the, maybe perhaps the track record of drafting phenomenally where it's like, okay, even if we have, like, five, like Seattle, like a team like that, right? Where even they, like, oh, it's funny because they always miss, like, seems like on their early picks, and then they nail these, like, four, fifth, six-rounders. <laughs> and it's almost like, okay, maybe we could, like, get away with trading a second-round pick for a rental, and it works. Because between bringing in maybe a guy that was unhappy in his previous team, the attitude issues, like, it all works out. Because that, like, they're, like, the, the anomaly in this whole puzzle, I feel like. Um I don't know what the Eagles though. I think 
So when's the de- is the deadline to, uh, Tuesday next week? November third. Yeah. Okay. So I think basically to answer that question, I think what's going to happen with them is if they win and beat Dallas, then they might. You lose to Dallas at home though. But if they lose I, to Dallas, uh, though, they're they're only because um, there's only there's a, there's out. a stench to the, 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 the that loss would have an extra stench to it because of like the sky's falling right now. They're just selling their team, quote unquote. Right, everyone hates Mike McCarthy. Right, Jerry Jones is all pissed off right now. So like if this is and they're going up and they just got absolutely just destroyed by the the Washington football team. So it's like oh like like you, you can't drop this game if you're the Eagles. And you shouldn't drop this game if you're the Eagles, right? I mean, I think they'll win the game. Do you actually know what the spread is on that game? I was just kind of curious what Vegas thinks the game is going to go like. I forget, but but yeah, no, I th- I think they win. I I think to answer that question, I think they're buyers because just for the fact because they're they're technically in the hunt for a division. But like you said, if they lose, then it could that could change. But they, who do they have to sell? Well, I mean, who do they well, have to get rid of? Maybe maybe you move like a guy like Barnett who's getting closer to the end of his like you know early deals with Philly. Um, like like who yeah, is like there? It's play, who's healthy to move? It's like kind of, yeah. I mean right like yeah. That's I mean, the tough part. Yeah. Um. You know, trade Greg Ward Jr. Like right like because that point whoever's left that's still healthy they can't move them because they're vital now to stay afloat. Mm-hmm. So I don't think no they would definitely not sell. I don't think in a situation like this they'll. But here's the thing, I'm like not to be that guy too, because they're so depleted. It's like where would you start buying, right? right. No, that's a good. They point. bought for Darius Slay, obviously in the off season. But I just mean like right, like I mean, so they, it's not like I, I don't know. I I think they're just going to stay put and just try to ride it out with what they got, and then try to get healthy as they move along and hope that they stay in the in the NFC East race and hope with the pieces start. Maybe falling, or maybe add a piece right now, like one or two pieces. But, but at that point, I, I, I don't know. It's it's tough. I think Washington's going to win that division. I really do. And we talked about it last night, obviously a little bit, Zach. But I, I really do think that they. I look at all four teams, right? And I'm not like I'll give you the outsider perspective. Let's do this because I feel like we were trying to rush through the NFC East like autopsy yesterday with like just how messy it was, right? All right, so. The Eagles kind of remind me of like they almost picked up right where they left off last year at the end of the year, right? Like you're blowing leads to them at home on prime time in Philadelphia where like they really didn't have business winning the game or coming back. But at the same point, it's just like that's kind of no offense to you guys. That's how bad it is there. And like that kind of we'll just leave it there for the Giants. That's how bad it has been, right, for the last few years. Then Dallas, for whatever reason, they have everything in front of them. It's almost like. They're like the person that has a black platinum credit card and they just keep dropping it on the ground. Like, just stop losing your credit card. You're fine. Just you can't have your identity get stolen. Like, that's a big problem. Like, right? You can like that's where they're at. And 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 Washington to me, all right. Let me actually pull out the analogies and, and get serious here for a second. Right. The Eagles find ways to kind of just sway back and forth in the wind and they'll lose some games, they'll win some games, and they just kind of hold serve and they'll be there at the end, right? Then you got Dallas, but right, if someone surges and moves ahead, then I don't think they have enough gas to chase after them. But at the same point, if you let them hang around, they're going to also be good enough to take it. Um, Dallas is the opposite of like that. They have no firepower, it seems like. They can't even get out of the blocks. You guys, what, and I'll like say, I'll be like a Giants fan for a second. What hurts for them is that this is when you want to really start turning the corner. What better year to turn the corner when the division's so weak? And I think, right, you're like, yeah, no kidding, Karen. Duh. <laughs> but at the same point, right, 
I think on the on the flip side for you, the positivity would be is if they can't turn, that just means how far behind they really are off this curve and they're not even on track to begin with. And you really got to start making some moves and not get lost in this. Like, if well, as long as we go to like nine and seven next year, we'll be in good shape. Like, right? Like, you can you can shape that mentality. So the red the, or the Washington football team with Ron Rivera and, and and now moving like changes out of like you tried Dwayne Haskins, it didn't work. Your new coach and and now he's obviously getting healthier, which is great for multiple reasons. But but to that point, right? They, they seem to have the the sauce plus their defense that can start grind, like almost win games the way the Bears are winning, but but actually with a little bit more merit to it, if that makes sense, right? Like they're not like coming back all the time, they're, but they're also grinding it out. Their offense doesn't have to carry them. Their defense is going to carry them. Their offense is going to do enough. Mm-hmm. Kind of like I mean, last week they looked great. I mean, so. They're two and one. That's what's kind of interesting. They're two and one division. So I don't know. That's that's kind of my thought. Yeah. No. I think. No. I, th- I think you painted the picture perfectly. I, I, li- I like what the chat's saying about Washington. The credit card. <laughs> they need O line help. The Eagles. That is. Yeah. I think Washington's defense is pro. That's why I really think they're going to win. That's why I really think they're going to win this division. That front seven is no joke, Zach. No. It's it's really not. <laughs> I mean, what do you what do you think? Because. I, I don't want to also whisper in your ear and be like, you know, if you start winning a couple games, you're in it. Listen, I've had that thought for the last several weeks, and it gets. Where crazy. are you right now? What's that? I just just tell me, tell me everything about the NFC East right now. We're at. Yeah, no, I, I think the momentum is definitely with with Washington, in my opinion, for sure. So, you know, I, I I don't know. You know how I feel about Ron Rivera. We talked about him last night. I just think that with the division being as lax as it is, it could take an eight and eight team or, you know, a seven, seven and nine team even to win this, this division. And who's to say Washington can't do that. I think they definitely can. So they have like the mold. It seems like that could also start a little trouble when they get in there too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I I like what Joe's saying in the chat about Washington getting wide receiver. That's kind of like what I was mentioning with, with John Ross, um, you know, or, or any other option out there. So that would be wild. That's a lot of speed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, McLaurin, McLaren is 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 um he's fast and shifty too, but he doesn't really have anyone else to pair with him. So I think that would be great. That would set them above. And um, what was there was one other? Oh, I was going to actually say so. So let's go from coast to coast here for a second and look at the NFC West. We kind of bypassed that thought, but let's be honest for a second, man. Not to be that guy. We're talking about the 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 ugly side of this this conference right where there's someone's got to get in even if they're like five games under 500 it seems like right now jokingly but now it's like the nfc west the other side they're like we'll all get in like we're good it's kind of scary how good they've been right you look at the standings five and one five and two five and two four and three four and three right now like you'd be winning the nfc east but you're in last place right now in the nfc west that's how like vexing this nfc picture is right now right and then the south and the north are almost the same thing with a little top heavy with one guy that's sort of like the panthers and lions kind of in the mix there little the cats and then, mm-hmm. then you just have your two like bottom dwellers and then in the, i must i gotta watch myself with the, that, that terminology but right the vikings the falcons right kind of the bottom with one one win each struggling um, right, but let's go back to the West here for a second. And whew, I mean, we talked about it obviously yesterday. We're recapping the Sunday night football game, how great it was. But but to that point, um, the Rams looked good obviously last night. The 49ers also, you know, kicked the Patriots' ass. I mean, they really did from start to finish. Was the Swaddle score 30 to 6? Uh, 33 to 6. Yeah. 33 to 6. Okay. So even worse. So I stand corrected. So, I mean, my God, dude, I mean, so what. Where are you? You love the Cardinals, obviously. 
Mm-hmm. But I think we can both agree that Seattle's like that. Like you're never like they're like the devil. Like they're like Walter White when Jesse's like he's the devil. Like you know they're always going to be there in the end with their black magic. Like in the like and the, like the way the miracles always happen at the end and the fail Marys and like oh like all like the the miracle comebacks. Like and and it's to me it just scares me going up there. Like you like that like everyone knows they're great and they they are great. And then the 49ers, like, wait a minute, we went to the Super Bowl. We were the best team in the conference last year. What? Like, right, they were. I mean, so they're the one seed. So it's like, okay, well, like, they're good, too. And then the Rams were just like, wait, like, we're 5-2, and two, and we went to the Super Bowl two years ago. <laughs> I mean, you kind of actually stop and forget that the, the last two years, the NFC West represented the NFC in the Super Bowl. And it was two different teams, mm-hmm. and neither were Seattle. <laughs> like, whoa. Like, that's pretty wild when you actually think about it. Yeah, no, it really is. And, uh Oh, thanks, Joe. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, no, no, and, and and to be fair, just, I'll actually I, I will keep this this tour of of shame going. It's like shame with um, and what's the Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. And it, it's, dude, I was so wrong about that. That I was like, I'm not going to pull that article down, but jokingly, I should pull it down because I I'm, I'm, I'm that big of an idiot. I would like downgrade our product that much because I'm that well, stupid. Well, hey, like, if, you always need to write an article and just shame me. <laughs> like never read anything he ever writes ever again because he's that stupid. Uh, well, just hey, look at his fantasy team. Just look at his yeah right like no. Well, if, no. if Cliff Kingsbury keeps it up with some of those decisions that he made from Sunday night, then you know what they could go from five and two to like a you know eight and eight real quick. So so let me spin it in that direction. Who that's actually the question I had for you here. Who ooh this is a good question. Who falls out of that? Ma- like let me pull up the standings again. Right. Who falls I, yeah. out of that mix? Yeah. For me, the 49ers aren't impressing me this year. I don't care. They just blow, blow out the Patriots. The Patriots are starting to, to teeter downhill a little bit. So, to me, the, the 49ers haven't been that impressive. I think when I, when I look at it, right, and there's four good quarterbacks, I would say. Well, we'll say good. We'll use that as a loose term. And when you look at it, I think that's, like, the deciding factor in that division. And, like, Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray, to me, are, like, they're, they're winners. They're gamers. Like, they're going to make it happen, I think, when it needs to happen. Russ, obviously, more than Kyler, but Kyler's right there. But you look at Jared Goff, I think, hit or miss. I look at Jimmy Garoppolo, same thing, hit or miss. I, I, I really think it's the 49ers that drop out of that that pack well I'll, it's funny because i actually have this below there's some great games this this week and, and a lot of divisional ones too mm-hmm. so to that point sam fran goes up to seattle if sam fran wins that game this plot it's like cue the game of thrones like, like it, i mean at that point it's just like oh my god and it's up in seattle and they win at the game like that it's like i'm not to be that guy i think they should flex out the cowboys and eagles game too out of that sunday night slot but sure right so Look at this. You got San Fran at Seattle. You got the Steelers at the Ravens, which I, that's huge. I mean, for basically the stranglehold of the NFC or the AFC North, excuse me. Uh, in the NFC, you just have the Saints at the Bears. It's just a good NFC matchup, right? Obviously, the Bears are going to bounce back with, with just a yucky game like that. And then the Saints, I feel like everyone's still like, yeah, yeah, they're, they're going to be. You see the Bucks lately? Like, 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 right, like, they're, like, they're not, no one's like excited about them as they normally are. And then New England, it's like the last stand, right? They're, they're what, two and four, two and five? Two and, two and four. five. Two and four, two and four, I'm an idiot. Um, right, but, that, but Cam's got an answer, right? They're going to Buffalo. Buffalo always like, this is the moment. Like, are you going to knock them out at home? You have to knock them out. It's like, are you going to do it? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of exciting storylines, I feel like, for this weekend. No, and that's a great point with the Patriots and Buffalo because if, if the Bills win, I think they're, what, five and two if they win? 
And if the yeah. Patriots lose, they're two and five, and that basically just then it's a wrap. Yeah, it's over. So at that point, it's the Dolphins we're talking about chasing them down. That's a must win for sure for the, yeah. for the Patriots. If they lose, they're done. Might as well start Jared Stidham the rest of the year. Yeah. So it's exciting. So let me let me ask you. So we got oh we got oh, we're rolling for this show. That that's why I love football season. Like you can literally drop a, a page worth of notes and just shoot. just oh, like just go and go and go. Um, but real quick, so. It kind of actually is interesting that I didn't mean like prime it up like this, but the World Series is on game six tonight, right? Dodgers are up 3-2. And granted, some of these games have been electrifying. Personally, I find myself not staying up for them. I don't know what it is. I feel like the bubble's been going on for two months. And granted, maybe I'm just sad that the Marlins are out or whatever. But like, it's not that the games aren't intriguing. It's not that the matchup's not intriguing. It's it's it. it there's nothing not intriguing about it, but I just find myself not watching it. Even tonight when we were saying, like, is there anything on? It's like, oh, the World Series is just like, all right, like, whatever. Like, I don't know. I don't, like, I don't know. Like, just, like, are you with me on that? Like, are you, have you been watching it? And, like, and, if, and, if you, and if you haven't, why? Like, because I, I don't know why I'm, even, I'm not as into it as much. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. It's actually really funny, um, Kieran. I did a, uh, I did a bet. That Chiefs-Jets comment. <laughs> that spread's going to balloon up to 21, by the way, I think. I think it's open at 19. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but good God. No, you're good. Um, no, to speak to how little I've been paying attention to it, I always know where they stand and like who's winning and, and whatnot and where the you know, the series is. <laughs> I did a no-runs first inning bet, and I forgot all about it until like midday the next day. That's how little that I got because I didn't even watch it. Did it I didn't hit? watch it. Was it the Sunday game? It was the Sunday game, yep, because I was did watching football. So I didn't even – I just threw it in for fun. I was like, whatever, you know. Five bucks just to just to see, just to say, you know, with the World Series going yeah, on. Yeah, it's like but, buying a lottery ticket. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it didn't hit, by the way. But, <laughs> I didn't find out till like 1 p.m. the next day. That's right, like, it hurts less, right? Yeah, so it hurts less, exactly. So, but it also, it nonetheless, does, it does sting a little. It does, you know. <laughs> but, but it hours the rest of the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Now that I just, just you know, uh, discredited myself, um, it – the, the Dodgers have done this. Was this this is the third year in a row, right? That they've been in the World Series and they have Yeah, I think they closed it out tonight, right? Do you? Because I was gonna say I, I could see I could see Blake Snell as much as I kind of dislike him. I could see him I could see him throwing a gem tonight and then going to game seven. Oh, I think that I think Dodgers are gonna roll him. I mean, Dodgers lineup, I mean, Seeger's been balling out, Turner, uh, Peterson, Muncie, they've all been playing great. So looking at this from a statistical perspective. So it that that lineup is just the hardest lineup in the in the in major. Oh baseball, yeah, so girthy. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's like you you can't it's you can't hide from that lineup. No, there, no, you can't. Like no matter where you turn, like you're in a maze and you're not getting out. Like you're just looking in one corner or another and you're just backed in. So, um, it's my right, real quick to that point. Do we want to do the omen thing? I feel like we did that segment already though. Like way back when. Yeah, we don't have to do that. Yeah, let's skip it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Like, what was your omen in sports? I brushed my teeth that before games when I was like, like, yeah, I don't know why. What was yours? There you go. We can just say we crossed it off the list, and then I think mine left the people down. Yeah, mine was more just I'm big into a routine. Like, I always had a routine. I I didn't really have any omens per se, but I just did the same thing every time. Like when I used to pitch, I did the same thing every time. I held my hand. I did the same thing every every single time. Yeah, yeah. It's like golf. When I raced, I would put the same seatbelt on in a certain sequence. I would put my helmet on at a certain period of time. Like, I would do all this and that. Just oh, yeah, I'm the same way. I love that. Yeah. Discipline. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, all right, to that point. So, let's let's wrap it up. It's Tuesday, obviously, with a little show versus street. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go back to football, right? I mean, I feel like that's, that's where, that's where the, the, the fire has been burning. 
Um, so let's uh, let's talk about this a little bit because I, I got some thoughts. Uh, by the way, you know it's funny we were talking about it's I love what Joe G was saying about the Chiefs and Jets too. I was like kind of obviously laughing at that a second ago, but it's like, see that Thursday night game sucks to the Falcons and Panthers. Like yikes! Yeah, that's, that's not going to be good. No, no, <laughs> no, it's not good at all. It's not good. Um, all right, but let's do a little show versus street. So do you want to give everyone a little debrief? For anyone that's new uh, to our show that might not know what the segment's all about. Yeah, for sure. So show versus street where we, we each pick a topic where we ask, we ask one another um, what we think and give a show perspective and a street perspective. And the show perspective would be kind of your professional opinion, whereas your street opinion would be, you know, if you caught them out on the street after a couple of beers at happy hour, what they, what we really yeah. So yeah, that's, that's what it. it is. All right, so to that point, do you want to go for it's almost like you know it? Should we do a little coin toss? Yeah, let's do a coin toss. Let's keep All right, I'll do the coin toss. You call it because sure. technically you're away on this, and then you can defer or you can receive the, the segment. Ready? Yep. Heads. It was heads. Mm. I want to make sure like, the stream didn't like stop because like, I like landed right on the space bar with a crack. All right, you won the toss. You wanna you wanna uh, accept and start first? Or you wanna go second? All right, you're taking it. All right. Here we go. Let's do a little Dolphins chatter for you. Ready? And it's it's funny because I can actually stitch this together. I, I um, This is a great tweet by uh, our buddy Jeff Kerr uh, that I saw earlier today that he was the same. He wrote an article to say that Brian Flores dismissed uh, that Brian Fitzpatrick was trade talk uh, as a quarterback, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I think that it's kind of spot on. I don't think they're going to move him, but right. It, I also think it's a little bizarre. They perhaps trade him. I think that's the seesaw part of this argument, right? So mm-hmm. the dolphins are three and three. Um, they haven't really been the sexiest team, but at the same point, they're not, they're not what they've been. So that's, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're better than what they were recently. And they're having one of their better years uh, past. So uh, they moved to two, which I think we, there's a lot of excitement around that. Mm-hmm. So Zach show and street. What do you think? And I just want to ask you: Can can Kieran's fantasy roster move like a week ago when he took Tua? Like, does that like like all right? What do you think of this move? And let's actually start. Like, let's spin it back to the Fitzpatrick side of things, mm. right? Like, what do you think of him? And what do you think of the make just making this change? <clears throat> yeah, no, I think I think making a change when you're three and three and you're second in your division, and like you said, it seemed to me like there was a ton of camaraderie and. Um, brotherhood going on in that team with Fitzpatrick as the leader. I'm sure it's going to stay the same or fairly similar with Tua and might warm up and get better. But like to take them to take the the quarterback out from that situation just was very questionable to me. And it's kind of like, yes, I understand you draft Tua, all that good stuff, but like your team is literally in the hunt right now. Why are you making such a drastic change if you don't need to, you know? Yeah. So, and I feel bad for Fitzpatrick because he was, he, I mean, there was a stat. I think he's, he's thrown, I don't know the exact number, but he has thrown a lot of interceptions. He hasn't really been the best statistical quarterback, but I feel like for some reason he's got this like warrior slash leader mentality that just, it's re- magic. That, yeah, fits magic that just gets the team to really rally around him, which means a lot. And they, they weren't losing, they were, you know, they were three and three. So it's not like they're losing every game because of it either. Um, but yeah, I mean, I so I, I was shocked. I'm, I'm surprised they did it. That would be my my show take. That I'm just shocked they did it so soon. You know, pulling him and, and okay. starting to and you know. But 
My street take would be it's Tua time, baby. I I thought since the draft that they were going to start with Tua week one. That's why I thought the Dolphins were going to be like much better this year. Honestly, it was because of Tua, not because of Fitzpatrick. And, and you know, so I just yeah. So I think that you know I think it's a good I think it's a good move for the reasons like I just mentioned with Fitzpatrick's turnovers and kind of his carelessness at times and decision making where I think Tua might be a little bit more methodical and he's got six weeks. Well, actually it'll be seven because they're on the bye, or they were on the bye last week. So it's seven full weeks um, with him kind of behind Fitzpatrick and, and, you know, kind of studying and learning. And I don't really know if you could have much of a better teacher than, than a Harvard grad in Fitzpatrick. So here, here's the thing, right? I, I, cause this is besides the energy part, like that's going to, not be applied in this analogy, but I would almost look at it right. Ryan, Fitz, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is par golf, mm-hmm. like yeah. straight par golf, just mm-hmm. even par the entire Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, you'll bogey yeah. a couple in a row, but then you get two birdies, or maybe yeah, but very little. It's like like three and three, like 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 around. It's like there's it's even Steven, right? And it it's like don't you want to like try to have a guy who can drive it to the green? Mm-hmm. When when the, there's you don't need that many strokes to get back in this thing, and I think that's the way, like you know, par golf's not going to win you anything at the end. And if you think you got the guy that can you know get you on the green and drive it in two shots, like DJ kind of a thing, and, and he can putt better maybe, mm-hmm. uh, right? Like, but that, my point is, I think they're like you got to go for it, and I actually respect them for doing that. It sucks for Fitzpatrick, I get it, and I know he's got the the vibes, but at the same point, it's like whew, like. If to it, especially look at Kyler, right? Like the, the juice he's going with. Look at Russell Wilson. If mm-hmm. he's got that style of game, oh yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, it's a problem. And, and I don't think the Bills have done anything to necessarily get us all like super excited. Yeah, right. So yeah. I don't know. I think at the same point. It's like why not roll it? Like it's right there. Like you're the guy behind you. It's almost like you're, you're the guy at the party. This I got the perfect analogy, right? This is, this is, um, this is the dolphins chances with flipping it up to two in a nutshell, right? They're the guy at the party and the girl that they're interested in is already having like a, a, a she's in the bills, but like, it's still, it's all you got to do is go out there and make like a couple funny jokes. And she might want to start talking to you, but, but Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick's just like, Hey, and just walking away. Like, it's nice to say hi. It's good to say hi. I, I like when people say hi to me. But at the same point, you need a little bit more. You need to roll the dice and so could maybe it has a good sense of humor that might tell the joke. And, and and break up that conversation with the Bills and, and roll it with the Dolphins. And, and maybe the night changes a little bit, you know? Who knows? I, I like that. All two has to do is go out there and crush a couple beer cans over his head and he'll get everyone's attention. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, so, I, I, all right. To, to that point where I, I – yeah. Do you want to just stick with the quarterback thing with mine? Yeah, I, I gotta ask. You know, Please. we're gonna we we start the show talking about some Monday night um, misery. We'll call it with the Bears, and let's, we're gonna end on it as well. So, do you think the Bears gave up on Trubisky too early, given the failure we've seen with Foles? So, I actually thought Joe had a great point this morning, and this is my show take. Obviously, um, it's funny because I I, I think. Both are relatively the – no, you know what? Actually, no, that they're a little bit different. So so my, my show take would be – and Joe had a good point, right? Like he's had multiple years before this. It's not like he had two games. Mm-hmm. And and I saw – like because I 
at this point, I watched Good Morning Football today. <laughs> I'm like, you talking about all their takes. Like, I, yeah, like I watched it. Like, I, I don't know, I gotta say it for the fifth time. Like, I was watching Good Morning Football at one point. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I was a great show. But, uh, and Kay Adams was talking about how Trubisky hadn't lost him a game, which is technically true. And she thought maybe there's a chance he could have led him back in that Atlanta game. I, I, she was probably more confident in that than, than I would be. But at the same point, <clears throat> okay, fine. He didn't lose any games. But, Clearly, they didn't think he had it, right? I mean, like, I don't know. I think you got it. When I heard the report when he was going into his second or second year as a starter, I think it was, and they're like, he's going to start making checks at the line of scrimmage. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Like, isn't that like something you do in college and high school? Like, I mean, good God. Like, so I, 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 to that point, right? So, and I'm sure he did that at those levels. I'm joking. But at the same point, I think that his leash was not as short as everyone's trying to make it out to be um, as a pack, like all right, the, the, the street take uh, as a Packers fan. I think he's scary. Well, he scares me more because he's the type of guy that can actually give the Packers a little bit of problems, like running around and just like, just kind of making weird plays. But the same, like, they're both, they are literally yin and yang kind of like, it's like Nick Foles is more consistent, but he's just never going to be great. And at that point when he's not great, he's never going to be great enough. Like he's not going to make the great plays in those moments to bail him out of maybe like, right. He's the type of guy, right. He might bogey like eight holes, but he's not going to have like, you know, another eight Eagles or, you know, to go with it or sorry, like whatever, 10, I can't do my math anymore, but anyway, nine, nine, but you know what I mean? But to that point, I feel like Trubisky is like other way around where it's like, he, he might – he's probably not going to drive it on the green. He might. More likely he's going to hit in the woods. Yeah. But he, I don't know. But this team might need the guy that can just get it to the green. I don't know. What do you think of that? Yeah. yeah, I I think I, I think Foles should have been benched at halftime last night. I think you see the pressure that he, he can't – Foles can't run, right? Trubisky can run, and Trubisky is more athletic than Nick Foles. So – you put him in the game, he can avoid the pressure, get outside the pocket, maybe run, maybe to the point where now they have to put a, a spy on him or, or at least someone home to kind of, you know, keep an eye um, on, on the a scramble. And with Nick Foles, you don't have to worry about that at all. He's slow. He's not elusive, as we've seen. It's almost like the opposite. I was going to say it's the opposite of the two of Fitzpatrick. Thing. I'm not comparing two to Mitch Trubisky, but I'm more just saying like it's you're kind of going flipping back to the other side of it saying like, I'll just take Parg off is what you're signing up for with Nick Foles. Yeah. Nick Foles is very just vanilla. And um, I'd say, you know, I'd say Trubisky is kind of, it's vanilla with some chocolate syrup, but maybe not enough chocolate syrup like to where Edie, it's like, it's, you want it all the vanilla, but the chocolate syrup might be pretty damn good. <laughs> right. It, it's like, you're going to go from one end of the spectrum or the other with, with Trubisky kind of like you just said with a consistency perspective. So and just look at the chat too. Yeah, like so the Bears coaching. I mean, so I thought their defense did take some shots. I mean, you look at that pass they completed with with uh, with Robinson. Let me pull up that clip here for a second. Um, that was like their one shot of the game. Well, he kept trouble. Well, that's why I thought they took shots. I didn't think they did a good job completing the shots. Because um, I think towards the end he just had no time. Like Mooney was open on that one. He actually beat Jalen Ramsey on that um, on that one route. I mean, so at the same point, like. If he has one more, yeah, but that no, pass. Ramsey might have thought he had safety help at the time. I don't think he did. I thought he started turning with him after that. I thought he got beat by a step. Yeah, he just got beat straight up. I think I think that play, because I was thinking about that play, and, you know, uh, specifically, if he had one more second of time or, like, half a second, I think he makes the throw. I think when he threw it, he just kind of threw it up, hoping that he wouldn't 
You know? So does it go back to their line? I think that's the smoking gun in this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. But, yeah, because think about it. If you have a good line, you don't need a quarterback that can scramble Especially a guy from the Andy Reid tree. Like, right, he had great lines in Philadelphia. He's got a great line in Kansas City now. And, and not even like the, it doesn't have to be the best line of all time, but it's a smart line. It's a, it's a line that's not going to make a lot of mistakes. Yep. Right? They, these guys make mistakes. They commit penalties. They hold. They're, they're a mess. Yeah, no, I think a mess – a mess is a uh, good way to describe the Bears at this point in time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to it. This was fun, though. It's a good time. I like the little show for street. Get back in the lab on a Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Um, well, to it. This is exciting, too. So we, we didn't do it. Like I said, we're going to start next week doing a little fi- – we're going to obviously stay on Twitch, so don't worry about that. Um, but we'll also be co-streaming or whatever you want to call it, multi-streaming. Uh, it's like how nerdy can you be right now, Karen? Like we can't even get like, – I'm like an idiot. I can't even talk straight. Like it's that point. <laughs> All right, YouTube we're streaming, Facebook we're streaming, and and on Twitch we're streaming. So that's exciting. And and to that point, uh, let's just pull up everything for everyone so they can take a look at uh, you know the old uh, following up on stuff. So if you want to follow us on Twitch, do the old heart to the left, and uh, you can subscribe to the right. We're on YouTube. I did not build out the video yet um, to follow us on YouTube, but if you want to follow us on there. Uh, if you just type in Living Room Sports Talk or Sidetracked in this search menu, you'll find it. Uh, and then social media, Spotify and iTunes is always for the audio episodes. And social media, check us out. Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, at, or, sorry, at underscore get sidetracked. Uh, and then, like I said, on Twitch, twitch.tv slash get underscore sidetracked and visit www.get-sidetracked.com. And while we're at it, the holidays are getting closer. Yeah. So always check out the old sidetrack store if you want some cool swagger. Mm. Yeah. I, I'm not a fashionable guy, but I think this site's pretty cool. So maybe I might have to up, upgrade my wardrobe here and, and start looking cool. Uh, I, I love the designs of Kelly made. We're going to add some cool stuff uh, to the store as well. So um, there's a lot of fun tonight. A lot of great laughs and, and a lot of good football chatter. Um, the chat was great as always. I want to thank everyone uh, for, for, for checking us out. Right. So um, Thursday night football, like I said, it's eh, not good. Yeah. Panthers and, uh, and Falcons. It's not no. the sexiest of matchups. No. But, uh, hopefully, hopefully, you know, whoever's listening has some of their fancy players on their team and they can kind of have an interest in the game. Yeah, exactly. We'll have picks and everything for you. So Yeah, it'll be a good show. So we'll have a lot of fun stuff lined up on Thursday. So we'll be off, like I said, tomorrow. Back on the air on Thursday at 7 o'clock Eastern. But I want to thank everyone for watching and listening tonight and checking us out in the chat. So like I said, we'll be back on Thursday at 7 o'clock. We hope everyone has a... Great Tuesday night. We'll see everyone back in the room here on Thursday. Cheers, everyone. Cheers.